the Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And Evan, before we get into uh, some things that moves to Michigan State made this week, I think the biggest story out there, and we've addressed this before, but it's kind of becoming more and more and more official. The Big 12, losing two of their top teams, Oklahoma and Texas, have officially filed a petition to join the Big, I mean, the SEC. Now, what does that mean? That's that's the million-dollar question. That's the question that has everybody scrambling, trying to figure out, what do we do next? Do we go after... You know, what should the Big Ten do? Do they need to go after the other remaining Big 12 teams? What happens to the Big 12? What about the Pac-12? What about the ACC? The SEC is the only one that seems like they have a plan with this. And ironically enough, the college football expansion, playoff expansion is coming up. That vote may get delayed because the college football playoff committee is like, Oh, this is why Greg Sankey was really pushing this 12-team tournament. They kind of feel like they were duped. So you may not see the college football playoff happen on the timeline that we all thought it was going to happen because now they kind of feel like the SEC manipulated the deck. They kind of they, they work some people, and they're not too happy about it. So that's just something to keep an eye on, that the, the expansion that we were all hoping to happen – it may get delayed a little bit because it looks like the SEC tried to stack the deck and they were hoping to get all this approved and nobody would notice. And the playoff committee said, no, no, no. So we're going to go to 12, but you're sucking in all of these teams so that basically it becomes a de facto SEC college football playoff because you're adding, you were already looking at probably going to have, you know, three to five teams in there. Now possibly you could have up to seven teams in there. What kind of role does the NCAA play in all of this? Like, I'm shocked. You know, they've been the governing body of college football forever, but do they? They don't have any say at no. all. Well, huh? if, you, if you notice, Mark Emmer came out uh, a few weeks earlier and said that the NCAA is reducing their role. The NCAA is pretty much going the way of the dinosaur. After the NIL and they got neutered, they said we don't have the power that we have to, and obviously. You guys are doing – think of it like this. Think of the NCAA as your parents, okay? You've been living in their house, but you're 21, and you're starting to do things that your parents don't necessarily agree with. You're down in the basement smoking weed or do whatever. Right, drinking. You got, you're everything. drinking. You got your girlfriend spending the night, and your parents are like, okay, look, I'm not really a big fan of this, so it's obvious – my job was to guide you along for this time, but now maybe you're ready to go out and do things on your own. The NCAA is kind of washing their hands and saying, okay, you guys want this NIL? You guys want this expanded playoff? You want to do all of this stuff that we don't agree with? We're tired of fighting it. We're going to let you do whatever you don't you want to do. So the NCAA is pretty much falling by the wayside. Now, what should happen, what can happen is you need to find – a czar. You need to find, you know, a commissioner of college football. And I think the commissioner of college basketball, I don't think it should be one person. No, it shouldn't because they shouldn't have their hands in that many baskets because right. both are big business. Right. You're, you're doing what's best for college football. You have a commissioner who has the ultimate say-so. So if the college football playoff committee says, we're putting these 12 teams in, and he's like, you know what? No. This team doesn't deserve to be in there. They're only in there by name only. This team, like a Coastal Carolina, I'm putting them in. 
because they deserve this spot this year rather than sticking in, you know, the fourth SEC team. We're going to spread this out. These, these, you know, so Cincinnati. So you look out for the little guy. You're not just looking out for – because each conference commissioner is only looking out for their conference. Right. The SEC is all about gathering up power and then bringing in Oklahoma, bringing in Texas, which that also brings a, a – that's a kettle of fish right there because if you're the Big 12, what do you do? Because they are technically going to be there for the next four th- years. It's three, like 2025 20, yeah. that they would join. So three years. and So do you let them in there? Do you simply say no? I mean, you're getting a divorce. and Can they make the move where they break it off first and almost they can. make now, them independents? They can, but the thing is if they do that, they won't get the buyout money. So if they sit, the, oh, they're going to get like, paid through the schools for opting out, right? Okay. It, it was like when Maryland had to pay the ACC money to leave and come to the Big Ten. So if they could kick them out and just say we don't care about money, but it's going to get awkward. I mean, you're getting a divorce, and and they're living together for the next. Three I'm going to live. Yeah. yeah, we're going to live together for the next couple of years. So Thanksgiving dinner is going to be awkward. Like uh, you're not technically a part of this family. It's. It's, it's where we're at right now. So what happens to the Big 12? The Big 12 has to make a decision. Do you try to keep going? Do you disband? Do you align yourself? I mean, what's next? I mean, there's so many different questions. Do you stop at 16? Do you go to 20? Do you go to 24? Because I think, honestly, I thought about maybe going to 20, but the, the answer could be, you know, a bunch of two 24-team conferences where you have, you play in six 14 pods, like if the Big Ten all of a sudden absorbed the Pac-12 and said, okay, SEC is probably going to raid the ACC because you got a lot of natural rivals down there. You got Florida State. You got Miami. Mm -hmm. You got uh, Clemson. And Florida in general, yeah. So you got Georgia Tech. You got a lot of teams that already have a natural rival with the local teams around there. Georgia Tech, Georgia. Florida, Florida State. Clemson, South Carolina. Florida, Georgia. I mean. Right. So – well, Florida's already in the SEC, so never mind. <laughs> but no, I'm just saying Miami, Miami, and Florida. Oh, so you, you, you got those teams in there. So you go out. You already have an established relationship with the Pac-12 just through the Rose Bowl, and you got some type of pseudo rivalry games just from Rose Bowl games. Yeah, where, you USC, know, right? Where you played. So maybe you break it up and you go four, six. I mean, six four team conferences where you play your crossover games. So. You play everybody, so, so Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, and let's just say Indiana, all in one pod. You play all your teams, plus you play you know a team from another pod, plus you play a team from a West Coast pod that year. You do a home and home. Right. So this year we're going to play here. Next year we're going to play them at home. And then you just keep rotating it so that – in essence, you're going to end up playing every team in roughly, you know, every six years, you're going to play every Pac-12 team. Right. So it's kind of like baseball where every other year you're going to play a different NL team. Correct. Just like that. But I guess I don't really see a downfall here. And the only reason I say it is I feel like it almost makes college football stronger. And the reason I say that is the scheduling will be stronger, right? You're not going to see teams... Trying to see that's just it. I don't think the scheduling is going to be stronger. I think lost in all of this is people are just like, oh my god, the super conferences. You know the difference between college football and college basketball. 
College basketball actually embraces playing teams. Absolutely. That are equal or better than you. Well, that's also because it doesn't hurt them down the line. In college football, it's the opposite. They're going to scramble to play all of these teams. Like, hey, can we play Vanderbilt six times? Let's play winnable games. Alabama only wants to play. I mean, look at their schedule. They play the teams that they have to play. Other than that, they're just coaching. But other than that, hey, Mercer, what are you doing? Hey, Lehigh. Hey, lacrosse, you know, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to find the Alabama worst. Alabama A and M, right? They're trying they to get. yeah, the worst teams possible to pad their schedule, to pad their wins. That's that's what college football college football has become. Now, I'm hoping that with expanding to the playoffs, teams realize it's okay if you lose a game or two, but I'd rather see you lose, and your two losses are to top ten schools. That tells me you tried to play somebody rather than. I mean, honestly, look at everybody's schedule. It's you play your conference, and then you're you play like maybe one, maybe one, yeah, out of conference game that's tough. But the other games, winnable games that you know that your fans are going to come and watch, and the fans want to see the tough games, but the teams don't, the coaches don't, because if you lose, if you win, great, you just catapulted yourself into the college football playoff. But if you lose a game in September. To a top five school, see ya. You're done. Yeah, unless you run it, run the table afterwards, and odds are you probably won't. That yeah. I, so I guess that totally goes against what I was thinking because that was the, that was why I was totally for it. But I guess as long as my team doesn't dissolve, does it really matter? Well, it doesn't. Now the other thing is the Big Ten. What does the Big Ten do? Because right now, Big Ten. The Big Ten teams and the Big Ten fans, I think, maybe overvalue the Big Ten. Well, yeah, we saw it's, that in college basketball last year. Because no, well, it, it comes <laughs> down to think of it when when a team fires their coach, everybody, all the fan base starts naming off all these guys. We need to go after Bill Belichick, and we need to go after this top mm-hmm. NFL assistant, and you start picking all these, and you're not realistic, and you have to ask yourself, why would this person want to come and coach this team? Your team's not that good, but every fan base thinks that their team is so much better, and they get disappointed. How how dared Luke Fickle turn down Michigan State? Doesn't he know this is the best thing that's ever going to happen to him? No, he decided, yeah, what? I think there's better things to happen. Well, and he looked in the mirror, and he's like, well, I'm competing right now with Cincinnati to be where I need to be, and I can, I know some state fans are going to get mad, but he can get a bigger job. Right, he can get a bigger job. He maybe sit, get in the NFL. I'm thinking he, maybe he's waiting for Ohio State. Maybe he's waiting for Jim Harbaugh to get fired. Or maybe he just wants to be a god in Cincinnati. Right, but it's one of those we all thought that, oh, he's going to come here. And when he turned us down, it was, oh, my God, look at this. You saw it with the Michigan coaching searches. Oh, yeah, if you all get of turned them. Down, yeah, if you get turned down. And I think that same goes with the Big Ten. We've overvalued the Big Ten. They haven't done anything. I mean, you got Ohio State won the title. But they haven't really been consistent. They've been kind of also rans. Well, it's kind of I mean, like Oklahoma in the Big 12. Yeah, you got a name, but you haven't really done anything. Like you said, Ohio State did get the one national championship. Yeah, I, I can't take that away from them. With Kyler Murray, they did well, but they took a big step back last year. But ask yourself, the Big 10 is the it, ACC. It's one school. Oh, yeah, it's Ohio it's, State. It's and then, 13 other schools that aren't that good. Yeah, now... Here and there, you'll get a different team that's going to win the Big Ten title. Here it's thir- and there. It's 13 schools, Evan. Nice yeah. try. It's 13 schools 
I haven't done anything. No, you're you're right. And and take Ohio. If Ohio State left the Big Ten, what do you have? You have Wisconsin probably winning it every year. Yeah, the, you lost all sexiness. sexiness. Yeah. And There's Wisconsin doesn't sell sexiness across no. national TV. No. Pounding the ball 35, 40 times just doesn't do it for them. So if you're the Big Ten, you got to decide what's going to happen next because you need to lock up Ohio State and make sure they're on the same page with you. They have been consistently good for decades. Well, I mean, they're SEC North, 100%. The way that they do everything. Right, but if the SEC – because the SEC is showing – we don't care about boundaries. We don't care about the velvet rope that you guys have that supposedly going to hold us back. I always laugh. Seriously. People respect the velvet rope more than they should. When you're at a party, you're at a club, you see the velvet rope, it stops you dead. Oh, I can't go on the oh, other yeah. side because of the velvet <laughs> rope. When you really like, I can step right over it, I can unhinge it and just walk right through. But we see a velvet rope, and it's just like a brick wall. And I think that's what the other conferences have been holding their teams back with the velvet rope. And the SEC said, eh, I don't really care about that. I'm going to step right over, and I'm going to step into the VIP section, and I'm going to offer you a bottle and say, hey, do you want to come over here to our party? Texas and Oklahoma said we do. And those were the two biggest schools in the Big 12, right? There's it, not anything bigger than them. And if you – the Big 10 has to, first of all, make sure Ohio State stays because if the SEC comes in and says Ohio State – how long do you want to keep fooling around? We're about to bring Clemson in, and we're about to try and bring you in, and then we're going to be done. If the SEC pulled that off, you basically created one power conference, and the group of five had just been expanded to the group of nine because yeah. the Big Ten's become irrelevant, the ACC's irrelevant, the Big 12's irrelevant, and the Pac-12, no one cares about. Yeah, you're exactly right. It would be... That would be the death of conferences right And there. the SEC doesn't care. And that's the thing. If you're the Big Ten, you better, first of all, guard your yard. Second, have some type of a plan of who you're going to go after next. Because I think it's going to get divvied up for probably the next, and this, this will probably be the last expansion you're going to see for maybe the next 20-some years. We saw expansion probably, what, 30 we saw it 30 years ago with Penn State coming to the Big Ten. We saw it probably, we saw it, what, 10 years, 20 years ago with Nebraska coming to the Big Ten. Well, no, that was wait, no, Nebraska. Wasn't too long no, that was ago. 10, 10, years, 10 ago. years ago. 10 years ago and then was the last shakeup. 10 years ago, Nebraska came here. Uh, Missouri went to the SEC, and Texas A&M went to the SEC as well. Yeah, because they hated Texas, right? They broke, yeah, they broke up the Big 12, and everybody thought that at that time that the Big 12 was done. The Big 12 lasted 10 more years. Now, what's going to happen next? I can't promise you because we all thought the demise of the Big 12 was happening. I said 10 years ago, you lost three teams. You lost, and you lost Nebraska, which was one of your crowning jewel teams oh, at absolutely. the time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that was their blue blood. <clears throat> um, what's going to happen next? Are people going to align? If you're Kevin Warren, if you're the Big Ten, you better have a plan. You better have some people on speed dial. You better be asking. I think that you at least got to get to 16 teams. Now, the obvious answer is you raid the Big 12. You take a couple teams from there since they seem to be falling apart. If I'm the Big 12, I'm, I'm calling Houston and saying, hey, you know what? We, we got a spot for you. If I'm the Big 12, I'm calling Boise State. I'm yeah. calling uh I'm trying to think BYU. Hey, yeah, you, you want to sick? You sick of being independent? Come play in here. 
So you you you're the Big Twelve. It it all depends on who's who gets the teams next of what's going to happen. If the SEC makes any more moves and brings more teams in, now I think you're going to see teams. It's going to be desperate. It's like Monopoly. The SEC is going to become the uh, that back row where they're going to own all the houses, all the green and the blue properties. Yeah, they're going to get Park Place and all not, that ju- not just stuff. that, but they're going to get Pennsylvania and all the green properties too. <laughs> so as soon as you turn that corner, you're going to be like, oh damn it! I hope I roll a twelve. Right. So get I me on Waterworks or something. Right. Waterwork. Heck, Waterworks Railroad, or please <laughs> get me to go because if I land on any one of these other squares, I'm looking at hotels. Houses, everything all lined up on that city block. That's what will happen. The SEC, I don't think, is going to stop. I think the SEC is going to keep going. The SEC is going to keep trying to bring in more teams. They're, I'm sure they're going to place a call to Clemson. They you, have to. You, you can sit in the ACC and you can win this thing every year, or you can come play real competition. Now, that's just, yeah, if you're Clemson and Ohio State, you got to ask yourself Do you want that? I got it pretty easy. Do I really want the challenge, or do I kind of want to wait and play the one-game playoff? I'll beat all these bad teams and get ready for the playoffs when I get in there because, I said, now you're looking. It, it, it's going to be difficult. And if you're the Big Ten, maybe you siphon off some of the lesser SEC teams. Maybe you look at a Kentucky and say, look, you're, you're never going to make it there. Maybe you go to Missouri. They only brought you in there to be everybody's homecoming team. We'll add you. You add Kentucky, you add Missouri, it stays in the footprint of the Big Ten area. The big thing about that, if you, especially if you add Missouri, you're adding the uh, Kansas City and St. Louis markets. And that adds to the Big Ten network because the Big Ten network is only beating the SEC. And, well, the Big Ten's network is the one thing that the Big Ten is doing to beat the SEC. They're making more money. The SEC signed a big deal. The Big Ten Network's deal in a couple of years is going to dwarf what the SEC deal is going to be about. They can pay each team, you know, $30, $40 million a year just for being a member of the Big Ten. That's why during the pandemic, the Big Ten schools didn't go broke. Right. Because so long as they played a minimum amount of games on the BTN, everybody got their checks. And that's why at the end, everybody had their checks. And they were like, you know, screw it. Season's over. I'm opting out. But they had to play those games in, in, you know, October and November to make sure that the checks keep rolling in. That's what the Big Ten can offer teams is money. We may not have the prestige of the SEC. You may not get to the title. But you know what? Titles fade. Money, you can just keep stocking that up in your coffers until you can finally pay for that coach to get you over the edge. So Yeah, and it's, I mean, I understand that football is the big-time moneymaker, well, both those schools would be good for basketball as well. I mean, I know that they're not the driving see, force. But see, that's just it. I mean, does the expansion only stay for football? Or, or is do- it crazy like how Notre Dame's in the Big Ten in hockey, ACC in basketball? and So you can go that route where you just create super conferences in football only and you keep all the other alliances for basketball or do you try to bring them in? Because for the Big Ten, I mean, real quick, you know they they want they want the smart schools in there. Yeah, they don't want the dumb schools because people are like, well, why don't you go after Cincinnati? Well, the Big Ten looks at Cincinnati as a community college. Yeah, they want Ivy League type schools. They have those great academic like Stanford would be perfect for the Big Ten, huh? right? They want the it's called the AAU. You've been hearing people talk about it, the Association of American Colleges. 
<laughs> okay, so I'm glad you said that because I'm always like, why are they looking at AAU basketball as a? <laughs> because a lot of people hear AAU and they think of high school basketball. It's right. the Association of American Universities. Okay, that's what the AAU stands for. It's the prestigious schools. It's the research schools. And everybody in the Big Ten is a part of that except for Nebraska. But when Nebraska came in, they were a part of the AAU. It's like I, I try to tell Mike because he's like, well, who cares? Okay, football may bring in, you know, let's just say football brings in $100 million a year. Research and development may bring in close to $900 million well, a year. Well, that's what I was going to say. You make one minor breakthrough on something huge, you're getting paid so out. So people always say, well, what do I care. I just want football. Colleges make money off of research. College makes money off of development. Oh, they make time. money off of technology. Well, look at Northwestern. I mean, you know, <laughs> right. Mike, you know, jokes with all Michigan State has uh, ice cream. Like, dude, they got the cyclotron. That's like one of the top things in the nation. What is that? It's it's is that like a weather thing? No, or? it's 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 like an entire building to itself. It's it's how could I put this? I figured you would ask me this. It's um hold on one. Is second. it for like the farming? No, no, no. That's that's something totally different. The cyclotron is all about uh science and engineering. Okay, then it's beyond me. So anyway, <laughs> they're doing big time research there. Right. Because when I thought you were talking research, I thought it was like on animals and veterinary stuff and so No, no, on. no. They they do that as well. Right. Okay. Is this but like one of the new buildings that they Oh no, put it's up? it's it's been there for a while. It was it was it was there when I was there. Yeah, it was completed in 1963. This thing's still working? Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> the National Superconducting Cyclotron Laboratory is located on the campus of Michigan State and is the leading rare isotope research facility in the United States. So they're breaking down atoms. They're breaking oh, down. They're doing stuff way beyond my right. pay grade. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's uh, one of the largest nuclear science facilities in Okay, so they have America. a very – I didn't even know that was there, but that it's impressive, huh? Yeah, so along with farming, along with, you know – Turf grass, all of that. Michigan stuff, State yeah. helped develop that. The you know uh, even the, the you know the, the the fake grass that's out there now. Yeah, synthetic the, turf. They helped develop that stuff. So every school, I say that to say every school has something that they do. That's their real money maker. College sports is their side hustle. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, colleges do more than just play football. Yeah, basketball. college football is the side hustle for universities. It really is. You know, it helps. Now, when the football team is good, the 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 um, attendance and the enrollment rate goes up. Oh, but sure. In essence, if college, you know, put it this way, the Ivy League has yet to go out of business. Exactly. Okay. And they have horrible sporting For teams. For people who like, well, you got to have football. You got to have sports. Yeah, I don't see for sale signs on the Ivy League. So yeah. I don't see Harvard saying uh, everything must go. Yeah, because Princeton hasn't ran their four-corner offense in the tournament for a few years doesn't mean that they're not profiting. So I think that that's what people have to realize. Well, and that goes on to even the NIL that we've talked about before where they're like, well, all the big schools are going to be the ones that can afford them. And no, 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 no. Every school has very rich alumnus that own this, that, or the right. other thing. And the Ivy Leagues, I think it's safe to say, probably have the richest. Right. So, yeah, they probably could come in there and... They could go get Imani Bates and right. the top Face- running back, quarterback. Yeah, Facebook guy. And, yeah, Zuckerberg and can come through. The Winklevi twins and... Uh, that, that was what my whole point was. Yeah. Like, every school 
has alumnus that are multi multi millionaires. Yeah, that, that's it's just another reason why people can give an excuse why their team sucks. Well, you're out paying them. No, maybe your team's well, yeah, just not I mean, that it's good. like Steve Ballmer when he went to what Country Day or something. If they could start paying high school kids, you don't think he would pay the top kid to go to Country Day? Yeah, you know what I mean. So, but then again, maybe he won't because maybe it's a bad investment. And, and what's your be. return? Because that's the thing is people well, are like, well, these, you know. Once again, multi-millionaires have yet to really buy into this NIL because it's a bad investment. Well, it is. Because if we owned a company and you came in, I think we need to really back this athlete. I would say, why? What makes you think that we're going to get anything off the – here's the question. Evan, have you bought or purchased anything because some athlete is supporting it? Me personally? Yeah. Yes. What have you bought? This hat, Tiger Woods. Well, I mean college athlete. Oh, <laughs> um, like dude, since NIL has happened, are you just like, oh my god, I need to get to that uh, moving company that everybody no, seems to sign because up Because the with. only things that I buy related to the colleges are, are basketball shorts or t-shirts or pullovers. So, it's never right. been an individual. So Pierre Brooks just signed a deal. Pierre Brooks Jr. just signed a deal with Moneyball. Is that going to get you? Oh my God! No, I it's run not out because and, this. and and you think about it too because I would say now majority of big universities there's a professional team there where you could, you, you could get right an already established athlete to do what you want to do. Understand, but but I don't think the because Milwaukee I Bucks see just, the Milwaukee Bucks just won the NBA championship. I don't think Giannis do, is selling too many cars. No, no. Do you think there's a giant uptick in Motorola products being sold? Probably not. But did you know what they were wearing on their jerseys? Motorola. Yeah. I don't even notice that anymore. That's right. how crazy it is. And, and I think that's what the NIL is. That no one, there was a gigantic M on the Milwaukee jersey. And it wasn't for Milwaukee. It was for Motorola. Yeah. Do you think that people are like, you know what? I got to go get a Motorola phone because the Bucks won. No, and I think the only thing it does is for like jersey people like myself is you want the jersey that has the patch on it only because yeah. it's what the players are wearing. Yeah. But it's not because I want to go get a new cell phone. Dude, when was the last time you I drove I didn't even know through? Motorola sold cell phones anymore. <laughs> I'm just saying, you go to Little Caesars Arena, I got to get some pizza, man. It's Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, I'm Arena. not going to go get a new mortgage because I see the mortgage company on their right. jerseys. So, yeah, no, you're exactly right because... But people get so caught up in, well, this, this you're going to sell this. If I'm a company, once again, I think the biggest company was Boost Mobile. And and they sold it to the uh, Cavender Twins. And the, those and little girls make sense. And they probably right. still aren't going to sell Boost Mobile phones, but they're going to get a lot of eyes on They're going to get a lot of eyes because people are looking at those girls because those two said the Twins are attractive. They're very Let's pretty. Let's just call it what it is. And they know what they're doing on Instagram. But I don't see star player getting IBM, Apple, you don't no, see these the people. major corporations are never going to for General Motors. No, it's going to be like um, every it, it's little mom and pop who just want to make a name for themselves. And look at that, our name is now in the paper, and you'll go bankrupt. Yeah, in a, in a year, it's going to be what you're going to see. Still, it's going to be the sandwich places giving you free dinners because, and that's what it's going to end hey, up. Becoming. You see, so and so here. The most you'll get is a car dealer. You know what, Evan? I'll lease you a car. If you tell people about my dealership. Or guess what? When you roll up to the game, the back of my car says whatever right. for it. But this whole uh, like Alabama, Nick Saban, he's going to make multi-million dollars endorsements. Well, A, people have to realize Nick Saban did that because he was talking in front of a high school crowd. Absolutely. So that's you just say recruiting. That. B, yeah, he hasn't signed it. The potential is there. If he gets benched in game in week two, 
He ain't getting the endorsements. No, it's all gone because I mean, but it sounds good. No, oh, it's brilliant on his part to say he's going to make an ungodly amount of money. And I'm like, Nick, you make an ungodly amount of money, right? <laughs> Not what that kid's going to make, right? You make money from from what Coca Cola, so that's now, why it's up on the podium. All and I would time say with you. that's a guy that right. can benefit because he has proven. Where you're really going to see it take off, I think, is if another Johnny Manziel comes around and they win the Heisman as a sophomore and have to stay another year. Right. That's when they can really make money. But, but most people that's are, a one in a million chance, right? Most college students are probably going to walk away with about 6000 to $10,000 over the life of their college career, which is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's great. But I think people are losing their mind thinking that everybody's going to be making millions of dollars well, and it's going to change the landscape. Because here's the thing. NIL has been in place for a month now. Everything seems to get back to normal. It's not, Very quickly. Yeah, it's like people were freaking out. Oh, it's the end of college sports. And oh, it's, it's the amateurism and all. And no, there's still nothing. amateurs. And, and it's just it's wild to even think about that it would sway one kid one way or another because they can all do it. Right. Kids are still going to go for the best chance to win. And make a name for themselves. So, yeah. So, but yeah, uh, on to other things. Um, a name that, once again, we're getting old, Evan. We're getting old. Unbelievably old, by the way. <laughs> so, MSU picks up two guys, and really, it's really three people. Jason Richardson's son, it's a 2024 kid in basketball, got offered by Michigan State. I, I mean, that in and of itself is like, wow, I, I feel old. But then they picked up two other guys, and and one was uh, Chase Simba Carter out of Minneapolis. And um, pretty good, 6'6 six, six kid. Big kid. Coming to, coming to play D-line. Reminds me a lot of uh, Shalit Calhoun, basketball player who's starting to play a little bit of football. Has the size, I think, kind of like Shalik. Give it some time. He'll build into, build up his body. I mean, I don't know if you've seen the photos. Whoever is the strength and conditioning coach at MSU. Oh, my goodness. I was going to bring that up. Have From you seen the January photos? January to like May to July. It's I thought wild. it was last year to this year. I was showing my wife last night the photo of Drew Jordan, the kid that came from right. Duke. From He was there in January to July, right? That's seven months. Duke is not a program to sneeze at. They have a strength and conditioning program just like every other college. But then you look at the the change his body has made. Right. Unbelievable. Like Keon Coleman. Unbelievable. Who got there in May. Evan, take a look again at, at Jordan. That was from May. That wasn't from January. That's wild. That they, they, can... they kicked it in through strength and nutrition, the strength and conditioning and nutrition. Like, everybody's body. Because I thought, like, I'm looking at Elijah Collins, like, well, he was already kind of yoked up. No, and then you look at it, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Right. He changed in two months. I get that those photos are usually taken right after a workout, and they're meant to make you look better and so on. But you can see the mass that's gained there. And so let me just say this, too, about people that, well, they need the NIL because college kids, they just don't get anything. You don't build a body with not getting anything like that. Oh, no, no, no. Because they... if you watch Michigan State's videos, the the nutritionists that they have in that building now. Well, it's funny you said that. 
Um, everything changed once uh, UConn came out and basically said we we go to bed hungry. Yeah, the NCAA uh, changed Shabazz so, Napier. So yeah, that. so now yeah, Shabazz Napier. So now, uh, and talking with Darian, he gave me a tour of their facility, and he's like, "Hey, there's restaurants that work in conjunction with Michigan State that the kids get like a, a almost like a credit card where they with money put on there each week that you can go and spend at various locations and." I'm talking. I'm not talking like crunchies. I'm talking like real restaurants where you could go and get real meals. Yeah, or you know they have all a nutrition station. They it's hired crazy. a dietitian. Yeah, she's amazing. Like I watched it where she was like, "I will be in contact with all of these players. They'll tell me what they can. Like maybe they have allergies or something. Right. She'll prep individual meals for every single kid right so based on what their diet is right so yeah every morning they come in for breakfast for lunch they have snacks prepared just for your snack is for you my snack is for me it's crazy so yeah if you got to move up in weight your snack is made for that if you got to drop weight your snack is made and that's for what that. i was gonna say like an offensive lineman who's constantly trying to gain a good mass mm-hmm. to where a wide receiver is trying to stay at 205 right and it's it's amazing to watch that, but those or you photos, got uh, Drew Jordan a, a D tackle that you're trying to get faster, so he dropped I think twenty five thirty pounds in a couple of months. Wild to see that because I always questioned it when Mark D'Antonio was there. You always saw a rash of injuries happen, mm-hmm. and I said one year to two years you understand it's fluke injuries happen, but when it happens continuously over four to five years then there might be a problem with your strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. how you're going about certain things. Yeah, And it looks like they've made a big change in that. So I don't know how we got onto that, but I guess the big name that made me feel old. Oh, because we were talking about recruits coming in, oh, and then yeah. you mentioned the photos. Uh, Antonio Gates Jr. Now, And Ant- if that name sounds familiar. <laughs> Antonio Gates, Hall of, he's, I think he's going to be a Hall of Famer if he's not already from San Diego Chargers. He was money for me in my fantasy leagues. He was my sleeper guy because all he did was score touchdowns. He was money all the way until he retired. Right. Even in his final season, he, he was still, still getting caught. seven, eight. Right. He was like, he would have three receptions, but they would all be three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And that's all I cared about. His son plays for uh, Dearborn Fortson, and he's committed to Michigan State. He committed the other day. It was funny because Evan was like, Cause I'm like, well, we got stuff to talk about. He's like, we're gonna talk about Gates and like what? He's like, no, he committed. I was like, oh, because I was asleep when he committed. It's funny because I was at MSU on Sunday when we believed that he actually placed a phone call because uh, some members of the staff got a call, and you could kind of see the giddiness of okay, and it's one of those okay, they just got some good news. Yeah. Because they're starting to whisper and then the fist pump. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fist bumps. Right. And all we that. got him. We got him. So kind of expected that it came the next day while I was sleeping at noon. Uh, but Gates Jr.'s coming in. He's he's listed as an athlete, a uh, four star composite person. Probably going to be a wide receiver at Michigan State. And if you want to see his skills, <laughs> uh, sorry, Will Johnson. But yeah, there's video of Gates going up against the number one corner going to Michigan, Will Johnson. And I know it's only one play, and I'm sure Will got Gates some some other plays. But my God, oh, he, the stop and go you're talking he about shook him out of yeah. his shoes, man. If you want to see what he's he's got the speed. Well, you know what, big corners like that in high school, 
they'll jump her out. Yeah. And that's what happens when you go against somebody that's just as good as you. So he had uh, offers from Arkansas, from Cincinnati. It was like Tennessee and Florida. Kentucky, Louisville, Nebraska, Penn State, Pitt, West Virginia. It was odd that Michigan never offered him. No, Michigan, Gaddis never cared for him. Wow. Uh, the best way I can put well, it. Well, you know what? He's a bigger receiver, and maybe that doesn't fit what what they're trying to do with their five foot ten, hundred and eighty five pound receivers that catch the ball at the line of scrimmage and try to go. But uh, no, I think he's he's got speed. He's going to be an asset for the Michigan State receiving core. And you know, Mel Tucker talked at media day. He's he's all about flipping this team. He was bragging about thirty eight guys new coming into his program. Uh, to me, that was a subtle shot at the guys who aren't there. Like. <laughs> We we I feel like we have a football team now. I feel like we have guys who are ready to compete. Absolutely. So now we just got to wait to see what happens. But yeah, um, feel old, Evan. Antonio Gates Jr. from Dearborn Fortson has uh, he committed to Michigan State, and he probably comes in at a wide receiver. So well, when Connor Cook Jr. comes to Michigan State, then we'll really feel old. No, I told you. For <laughs> me, it'll be when Xavier Tillman Jr. Okay comes because 17 more years that no i don't think it's 17 16 no yeah i think like either 15 or well he'll start getting recruited early oh yeah 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 so you're looking at probably 14 years from now because that would be the first father and son that i actually covered their recruiting that's amazing like i remember covering x at grand rapids christian and yeah if his son pops up and yeah like wow it's I mean, I'm I'm sure like people are saying that like with LeBron, like I remember covering LeBron, and now and, here's and Bronny, I, and now I'm covering Bronny. Like, yeah, it's it's, you know, like I remember Jawan Howard Jr., but I didn't cover Jawan. I, I remember I was in school the same time as Jawan, right? And then covering his son was like, man, but th- that would be the first that I would. No, you know who will be first? I take that back. I think probably in another six years or so. I want it. I think it may be Will Ghoston. Oh, Jr. really? Yeah, because Will has four boys. Oh, wow. And I think, yeah, I think the oldest is probably like seven or eight. <laughs> so, well, yeah. They got a good pedigree to come from. So, yeah, actually, Go- Ghoston would be, yeah, Will Ghoston Jr. would be the first that I covered his father's recruiting, and then I would cover his son's recruiting. So, wow. Yeah. Wow. This segment sponsored by AARP. <laughs> All right, Evan, what do you, you got for me besides your cyclotron question? Okay, so this got me Bastard. thinking. Let's say in a <laughs> in a in a different world, Michigan State is gone. It's not there. If you had to choose a school from the Big Ten to root for, who would you choose? Hmm. Probably Ohio State. I mean, because you keep all the fundamental rivalries there still. Yeah, I mean, if it's like, I've never hated Ohio State, I never have either. If you want to pick a school, uh, you know, it's like people may be angry, like Ohio State's already, you know, a brand. Like, pick some school that's a nobody. If I had to pick a school that's not there yet, probably. Like, I don't mind Illinois either. Uh, I would say maybe Minnesota would be. P.J. Fleck. Yeah, I'm thinking overall, though. I like though, Northwestern. Because I like the basketball, too. Yeah, Northwestern is the tryhards. They are, but would you want to have that broken heart year after year? And that was Michigan State for years. Yeah, but at least you had basketball to look back on. 
since 2000 for the yeah. last 20 years. Um, or 99, whatever you want to start saying when that started. But me, I think it would be Illinois. Like, I always, I used to like Rashard Mendenhall a lot. I like Juice Williams yeah. there. I could see Illinois. I'm not, yeah. And the basketball team I've always had, I don't know why, but they've always caught my attention, whether it was... Uh, that Augustine kid, the big dude that was with Luther Head and Damn. Darren Williams that year, or Kofi Coburn now, or uh, Io. I've always kind of liked them. I like their gym, even though State Assembly always loses Hall. there. Yeah, the spaceship. Yeah, it's got a weird, it's just weird. It's a spaceship. Yeah. Yeah, and they would do the orange out. No, I, I can see that. So, nah. I'm not mad at that, but yeah, I, I'd probably just be the Buckeyes. Yeah. I mean, I don't hate the Buckeyes. Either do I, but it must be a Michigan thing. If you don't root for Michigan, you probably don't really mind oh, you Ohio. See, you just hate them. Like, oh, you got to hate them too. Like, actually, no, no. They're pretty good at what they do. They're, they're good they're, at they're what they fun do. To watch and, and the team that we kind of root for is beating yeah. them yeah, recently. And, and so. The final week of every Big Ten season, I ain't rooting for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's, that's the question. I told week. you, dude. When I was in Vegas uh, a couple years ago, when they, you know, I think it was Ryan Day's first time or it was either Urban Meyer's last game. Well, remember Ryan Day came in and had to coach for him for a few, few games. Right. Like but Oregon it, I was State. in, I was in, it was when Michigan State played the basketball tournament in Vegas. Oh, and okay. I, I stuck around because I was like, well, I'm not about to come flying back. I'm like, I'm just going, I hung out there yeah and um so yeah i ended up watching the game at a sports book with some buckeye fans and they you know they were like because i had on msu gear and they were like oh here i was like no dude i'm on your side and we had a ball that i mean we were oh and i owen all yeah, they, i mean the enemy home. of your enemy is your best friend and that's right? what i told them i was like and they were like oh okay yeah so they buy me stuff and <laughs> <laughs> We're high fiving and celebrating like that. I mean, that was that was a curb. I could because I think Michigan was favored in that game. They've been favored a few times, lately. and it was like when it was like some weird fluky play happened right before the half. Oh, was that the game where John O'Corn started? They went up, I think, ten nothing yeah. or something along those lines. They threw an interception right before halftime to yeah. put Ohio State right back so, in. It. But yeah. So anyway. All right, Evan. Uh, for Evan, I'm Rico. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Five Star Zone.